we start by remembering Flip Saunders, one of the most unique human beings in my 20-plus years of covering sports in this marketplace I have ever encountered. Flip passed away on October 25th, a Sunday of last year. October 25th is tomorrow, is Tuesday, the one-year remembrance of Flip Saunders' passing. Bill Honecker knew Flip Saunders for most of his adult life, worked for the Wolves for a long time, left the Wolves, then came back, and he was the Wolves' facilities director slash director of team travel when Flip Saunders came back a couple years ago. Bill and Flip spent a ton of time both at Target Center, at Mayo Clinic Square together, and also whether at Flip's cabin, at Flip's house, in the car, driving somewhere, Heck, you name it, Flip and Bill were inseparable. Bill has not done very many interviews. In fact, I'm not quite sure Bill has done any interviews. But he is kind enough to sit down and join us on the Scoop Podcast. This is a 35-minute interview. As you'll notice, there wasn't a whole lot of me talking. It was Bill spinning story after story as we remember one of the great human beings, Flip Saunders, taken from us far too early at the age of 60 years old. Here is my conversation with Bill Honecker. Bill, just provide some background. I mean, for a lot of people watching this, listening to this, they truthfully don't know your background, who you are, your longstanding relationship with Flip. So just lay out some background for, for those watching and listening right now. I, uh, I got to know Flip right when he first came here. The f- funny thing is, is I started with the Wolves interning in 1990. So um, we had a company picnic just west of downtown. And this was mid-90s. And uh, all of a sudden, we can see in the parking lot, this car pulls up. And it looks straight out of, and I'm dating myself. I was probably 20 years dated at the time. But it was literally like Smokey, like Burt Reynolds was going to roll out of this car because it was the Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am T-tops, bright red. And I'm like, who's this? You guys, look at this. Check this out. Who's this guy? T-tops off, music blaring. And I'm like, who is this? They open up the door, and I'm like, who is that guy? And they're like, that's our new guy. That's Flip Saunders. I'm like, you got to head South Dakota plates coming straight from Sioux Falls. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the guy right now that we hired. This is him. And um, I was producing the radio games at that time. So we got to know each other because with Flip, if he had a three minute coaches interview, he'd stay on the headsets. We had to tell him, hey, we got keys to the, we got other things to record. You got to get out of here. He'd be like, hey, what do you think? Look at Game Ops here. Look at the, you know, he just got his, it was just hysterical. So we started striking up a relationship through the headsets and then he let me watch practices and shoot arounds. And then next thing you know, it's like, hey, uh, we're doing a caravan, the Wolves Caravan um, down in Mason City, Iowa. I want you to drive. I'm like, me? He's like, yeah, I want you to drive me. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. So he just got a company car. Picked me up in Eden Prairie. We're no, we just got on 35W by 98th Street. And I'm driving, and keep in mind, I know him a little bit, but not real well at this point. And he's doing, he's squirming around, and I'm like, is he having a seat? What's going on with this? What's going on here? Moving around, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hey, hey, at that time, I just called him, hey, coach, are, are you all right? Is everything okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And he's just, it's getting worse. And I'm like, is there something wrong? You He's like, my butt is on, is your, is your, is your butt on fire? I'm like, coach, coach, your seat warmer's on right now. <laughs> <laughs> had no idea. He had, he had no clue. He's squirming, but he didn't want to say anything. But finally, he's like, is your butt on fire right now? Because mine, I'm like, 
coach, coach, you know, and I'm trying to not laugh, you know, because I didn't, uh, but yeah, it is just, but that was flip, that was, that was flip. And then, like I said, our, our relationship just took off from there and our families became very tight and, you know, it, it, it's just funny, as you know, Doogie, he, he loved that cabin. So it'd be, hey, you want to go up to the cabin? So we'd go up to the cabin. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to call Izzo. No, no, I'm going to call Doc first, and then I'm going to call Izzo. So he'd get all excited. And what he used to do is he'd get on the phone, and his leg would just start twitching. The whole car would be shaking. Doc, Doc, you know, and he'd start talking to Doc forever. Let's call Izzo, let's call Izzo. And then uh, he'd get you your take on, you know, what did you see at practice? What do you think of the team? What do you think of some of the guys? You know, this and that. And then, um, then he'd throw out, you know, because he never slept, you know, he'd throw out, hey, how's the family doing? I'm like, oh, good, you know, uh, Tyson's doing this, the girls are doing this, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden I'd hear, out. <laughs> just within seconds. You know how he could just absolutely clock out in his snoring. And so I'm like, all right, fine. So the first couple times we went up to the cabin, as a relationship grew, I was like, you know what? He does that again, I'm getting him. And I know the one thing that can get him. So he'd be like, hey, how's everybody doing? Out, he's snoring. I'm like, yeah, that's really weird. I said, your wife, Debbie, I said, she bought the kids MacBook Pros today. It was the honest, what, what, what did she buy my, what, what, all of them? And I'm like, yeah, all three of them. He's like, no, just like came out of it like that. You throw money out there? Or yeah, you, Debbie bought this for my kids or whatever. And he, he'd snap out of it right away. Like, why'd you buy your kids MacBook? Oh yeah, so I'm like, nah, I'm just messing. But like, he was yeah. always into the gadgets, right? I mean, he was the first guy at Ridgedale. <laughs> iPad <laughs> Pro, I mean, you name the new Apple gadget. Or he'd buy something at 2 a.m., right? The infomercials. He was into that. But he took exception, though, huh? And the MacBook Pros. MacBook Pros and the infomercials. Yeah. We're probably dating ourselves with the infomercials. But literally, it'd be like on those caravans, we'd get like halfway down the road. He's like, oh, I left my credit card on the dresser in the room. I said, oh, no, now what? He's like, some new fishing lure that lights up, blah, 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 blah. I said, well, how many did you order? He's like, I have no idea. I'll find out when the bill gets there. <laughs> so it's, it was always like two in the morning infomercials and things like that. And we we just crack up laughing and, you know, because he loved fish. He just didn't do very much. You know, after um, after uh, the three straight Eastern Conference finals with Pistons, done. We're going to go get a ranger fishing boat. We're going to fish a lot this summer. I'm like, cool. This is going to be fun. Yeah, let's do it. I think in the next seven, eight years, I know we didn't have the break-in period on the motor, <laughs> but literally, you talk about the worst fisherman ever. <laughs> so if you're trolling, I'm on one side of the boat, he's on the op other side. If I got a nibble or a bite, he would always say, you got a strike, you got a strike. So, yeah, I think I had something or whatever. He would hit that pedal for the trolling motor, he'd zoom his boat around, so then he'd be on that side of the boat thinking that the fish... So competitive, like if you got it, I'm not staying over here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna horn in on your spot. So it's just, I was like, you talk about dumb and dumber fishing, though. It was, it was, it was classic. Cause you know, flip. I grew up with it a little bit with my dad. Mm -hmm. So we'd get uh, Dick's or whatever sporting goods store up in Annandale. We'd go and hey, here's a new bat. This graphite rod is get that, get get all these lures. So he's like, how do you tie these lures? So I'd show him how to tie the lures, you know, do it like this, do it like this. Doogie. Bling! Lure would go flying. All of a sudden, I'd hear, and be like, 
He's like, don't say, he goes, shut up, don't, don't, I'm like, I'm telling you, Flip, just let me tie it from now on. I mean, this is, Lord, just would go flying. He's like, I must not have tied it right. I'm like, yeah, you probably didn't, because that thing's at the bottom of the lake right now. You mentioned Detroit. How how did your relationship with Flip change, evolve, when when he was fired from here and, and moved on to Detroit, then Washington, and so on? It, it was still three times a day, probably, conversations, phone conversations. That's just the way it was. You know, usually before Three practice, a day, huh? I, before practice, after practice, and then we were usually good at midnight, one o'clock. I mean, that was usually the the other time. Or you know, when they were on, when they're on road trips, coming back from the airport, you know, he'd have time on his hands getting from the airport to his place in in Detroit. So they never really, you know, the funny thing is, is um, the family had stayed here and kept their base base here. That was really important to him, and uh, <laughs> it was. He'd take, if they had practice one morning, he'd literally, a lot of times, take Mr. one of Mr. D's planes so he could come back, have dinner with the girls, or, you know, the, the twins were in a dance all the time. So he was so, pictures of the girls dancing and Mindy dancing. Every, his place in Detroit was like just family photos of everything. So he'd come just to watch them do their dance competitions or whatever. So that also meant that, hey, um, Hap, um, I got a 5 a.m. Um, plane's got to leave because I got to get back for shoot around in the morning. Why don't you come to the house like at four and, and come pick me up? Yeah, that sounds convenient. <laughs> Let's get right on that. So type in the garage code, go in the house, four in the morning. I hear the microwave and I'm like, well, he's not a coffee drinker. So I'm like, what? Get in there. Uh, he's like, you want a barbecue? I'm like, are, are you kidding? Dude, it's, it's four in the morning. I'm like, I've never had. Rip me up a barbecue. And he goes, okay, we'll get it to go. Next thing you know, sheet cake. Barbecue, sheet cake, and then on the... This was my bad, because he had... I had a bad... I still do. I have Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. He had one, but we couldn't really let the fam... You know, so they, he'd always blame it on... Oh, it's, hey, it's, it's my fault. It's my... You know, so um, I convinced him. He thought, wouldn't that be cool if we got, like, a pop machine in my garage? And I'm like, oh, that'd be the greatest idea ever. So uh, they got a Pepsi machine in the garage and it had like six slots. So I'm like, yeah, there's only so much Aquafina a person can drink. So we had one slot Aquafina and we'd put like diet and a couple other ones, but then we'd fill yeah. the rest up with Mountain Dew. So then the wife and the girls are like, why are we always out of water? Aquafina's always gone, but you guys got all We'd take the Mountain Dew, we'd keep the picture on the front, but I'd stock it. So I'd keep, put the Mountain Dew in the other, in the other slot. So we'd always have, have Mountain Dew. And literally, you, you get out to the airport though, He's like, okay, I'll, I'll call you tonight. Okay, cool. I'd look at my dashboard. There's a half-eaten barbecue. We didn't have napkins, so he had grease on there, half-eaten cake, and like three sips out of a Mountain Dew. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll just, I'll just take care of this. I'm good. And he's like, yeah, I'll call you later. I'm <laughs> just like, come on. Bill, the way you're spinning all these stories, it's like, it's hard to believe that, that we're a year removed, right? I mean, it's, it's like he's still here today. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. It, it, what you do is you just cherish and you hang on to the, ma- you know, like I said, I, c- I could talk for, you know, hours about this stuff, but that just shows the kind of impact he had on so many people. And, you know, you'd, you'd walk around at the state, state fair and people would see him. And, you know, the funny thing is um, Western Conference final. Wrap that up. We get done. I need to talk to you. I'm like, Ugh, what'd I do? You know, he goes, come up to my office. I said, okay. And he said, uh, 
he said, got a sheet of paper out. And he goes, here's what we're going to figure out. It's okay, what's what's up? He's like, so this is after the loss is, to the Lakers. This is after so the season loss is to the Lakers. Season's over. Okay. Month, month and a half later. Okay, so we're talking weeks. Okay. Yeah, weeks later afterwards, okay. trying to figure things out. And I'm like, what, what are we trying to figure out? He's like, I need to give away my entire playoff share to staff. I'm like, the entire amount? He's like, entire amount. And he goes, and the first person I'm going to give it to is the person down in command center that parks and helps me with my car every day. He opens up the garage door, friendly to my family. He's going to be the first guy we're going to take care of. Three years, four years later, State Fair, you know, Flip was a carnival guy. At the carnival, run into that security guard. And he said, you know what, Flip, he's like, I can't tell you how much of a difference that made to my family for that financial support. I mean, you might think it's a small amount, but that went a long ways. And years late, I mean, and, and, and the impact and the things that he did for the community that he, he'd never talk about. I mean, just, you know, I say, you know, don't talk about it, be about it, you know, and, and what a great lesson. And, and it's just, just to hear those stories and how many people and lives that you touched. And it's, it's like I said, I, I sit here and smile so I don't cry, but it, it, it literally is the, the amount of lives he touched, let alone ours and my family. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, you were really tight with him too. And I mean, it, just a great guy. Just I mean, that's the true man. legacy. I mean, mm -hmm. to the average person, fan, observer, whatever, it's a great basketball player for the U, right? Mm -hmm. Success with the Wolves, front office, coaching staff, so on. I mean, that's what, that's what a lot of people will know. But, but to somebody who knew him so intimately well, that's the real legacy, right? How many people he impacted away from basketball. Right. Basketball was just the pathway to help in that area, but he had the biggest heart ever. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it, it, it never quit. I mean, it just never quit. He was blue collar, worked, I mean, I always told him, I said, what are the odds a kid from Cuyahoga, you know, outside of Cleveland, works his way up, CBA, Rochester, Lacrosse, you know, Sioux Falls, and, and you know, finally got a shot it's you know okay so you got a shot what are you going to do with your shot you know that was this thing is like door open this is what you got to do you got to work hard you got it he goes this is my one shot if i don't get it here i'll go right back but you know what i just i i worked for this my entire life to try to get this shot and it was fun to see him take that with the wolves and then detroit and then washington and then the ownership you know the ownership and running a team and you know that what are the odds of that? I mean, you start you start doing that with a coach that's been around and had all those victories, and then had a chance to do that and structure and shape and and you know that was the legacy and that was what he was really looking forward to do and the impact and to get that thing started and then to have this, you know, it's it was hard. It was yeah, hard to say the least. So there was so much excitement last summer. I remember draft night. You know, Carl Anthony Towns, or even going back to lottery night. You know, we all saw the the iPhone video. One of the coaches, or somebody, snapped in the in the coaches' lounge there. Of That'd you know, me. when that was you. And then I dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, it was just spur of the moment because yeah. I was like, he was still going through the key. You know, that was, the, and then all of a sudden, the excitement. And just one more. I just want one more. You yes. could just see the energy and the and the passion and the excitement. And he's just like one more. And then just go back and watch that. I mean, that's the kind of passion he had displayed in the office you'd walk by him he'd give you a nice hard slap you know hey how are you doing you're like 
geez, Flipper, he'd grab your neck and you'd be like, okay, that's enough, you know? But I mean, he's just like, everything good, everything good, what's good, everybody good around here, good around, you know? He just wanted to make sure everybody was happy and, and, and comfortable and, and what do you need to be successful? What, what can you do that, what can I do to help you get to where you need to be? You know, what do we need to do? What do you see and, you know, what can make this franchise better? That was his passion, that was his drive. And, and like you said, even when he was going through it, he didn't stop, he just kept, no, I mean, to many of us, enough on the outside, we didn't know, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I don't think he made the announcement until publicly, was it July? I mean, I feel like it was after the draft. I mean, I feel like mm -hmm. draft night, the excitement going down to 508, the big Tyus Jones party, the acquisition of, of the hometown guy, Tyus, you know, having Carl Anthony Towns. I feel like the announcement was, was thereafter. He knew it. Those who knew him really well, like you, knew it. Right. Some of us didn't know, though. Right. And it just did all happen so fast. I feel like next thing you know, it's August, September. He's in a hospital bed, and next thing you know, it's October 25th. It just, it, it seems like it all happened so fast. And you, and you know, um, that's what, one of the things I, I loved about him and respected about him is that you're in the public eye so much and everything gets scrutinized, you know, everything. Your, your family gets scrutinized. You, you, you go out, they love you, love you, and then there's somebody that, you, you know, you're just like, and you, your family gets used to it and they deal with that. But that was really important. I was so proud of him, the fact that he was able to keep that private for as long as he did. And, and that's what he wanted, and that's how he wanted to do it because your, your life's an open, everybody sees what you're doing, and you're so visible to have that. And that was important to him to not have it out there and not again he didn't want to worry other people he didn't you know it's just the way you know, flips uh he was it's we get we, we and I, I won't say too much but we get in the hospital and um uh we check him in or whatever you know he just he just did not like hospitals at, at all and uh he's laying there and i said uh uh flipper man i said uh, yeah, I'm sitting there thinking, what can I, he was down, you know, and I was just like, we're going to get through this, bud, we're, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, I've heard so many of his speeches over the 20 years, you know, I'm just like, you can do this, man, I believe in you, you know, you've, you've overcome greater odds, and this, and this, and this, and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I just started going, you know, and just started, and then I'm like, then I went into my guy KG mode, and I'm like, hitting things, and I'm, I'm, all of a sudden I start, you know, I'm really trying to get him going, and just saying, <laughs> saying things I shouldn't be saying, I'm, I'm sweating and I'm hitting the bed and I'm like, yeah, I got to take that KG mode down because our nurse, nurses are like, this guy's crazy. And, and I, I'm like, get done. And I got sweat dripping from me and I'm just like, flip man, I love you. Just keep going, just keep going. And uh, I was like, he had his head there and then he kind of looks over at me, gives me the finger and just starts smiling. And I'm like, that didn't work. And he's like, I'm like, oh, come on, but that's Flip, you know, I was like, I was, I was Flip, I was just trying to use your material, and then I said, I stepped it up to Kevin, and he just kind of smiled, and I was just like, hey, I'm trying, and he's like, I know, I know, you know. Did so, you know, Bill, at that moment that, okay? No, never, I mean, like I said, that was early on, and, and, and like I said. So you still had the thought at that point, oh, okay, I, I was, even in that hospital bed, uh, yeah, Flip's early. got this, he'll be okay. Again, you keep faith, you keep hope. You listen to what the doctors are telling you. And I wasn't going to give in. I mean, he wasn't going to give in. We weren't going to give, you know what I mean? Like you said, it was such a small band of people that were there and, you know, the emotions that you go through at that point in time. I mean, 
you just believe. I mean, you just pray and you believe, and that's that's the way we were. I mean, that's the way we we, we handled it. We coped, and like I said, that I don't even I've stayed away from a lot of this. And like I said, I when you sent me a text, I I, I don't talk I don't talk about it with my family, you know. But it's 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 it's, it's helping, you know, telling some good stories, and I mean, it just. But yeah, you find yourself, you laugh, you cry, you, you know, you, you feel empty, you know, midnight, one o'clock, I'm, I'm just sitting there going, where's the phone call? Where's the, you know, where's the daily updates? Where's the, you know, you miss your guy. I mean, it's just, you know, you know it. I mean, everybody, especially in sports, you, you gravitate and you connect to certain people and certain individuals. He was the easiest guy to gravitate toward. Yeah. How could you not gravitate toward him? I mean, it just, yeah, he, he opened it up and, like you said, you just got to be who you are. And other people might not like it or they might not even, why does Flip, why does KD, why, why do they get along? Ask them. I don't know why. I don't, you know, I, I just, I just, I am who but he was I just, am. He was so genuine, and, Bill, and I remember. Flip was so easy to, to talk to and... and you weren't talking through him. He'd, he'd actually ask because he was a real person. Absolutely. In this business, we deal with so many robots. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like... I remember the day the day he gets hired. So he's back. You right. know, the announcement that, that he's running the front office. It's, you know, Rick mm-hmm. Edelman's still the coach. But he's back. Pulls me aside after the press conference. He goes, I got something to show you. Make sure you hang around here. And he had a bunch of one-on-one obligations, interview obligations. Right. You know, so it was about 45 minutes later. We go back to, to the Target Center suite area. And he had me just kind of wait... You know, the administrative office area had me wait there in the lobby, runs back to his office, grabs his iPad, and he goes, I just want to show you. And he had documentation from the University of Minnesota. Remember, he sat down with Norwood Teague and Mike Ellis, and mm-hmm. there was talk of him coaching the Gophers, not coming back to the Wolves. Right. And there was, I think there was interest back and forth, legitimate interest back and forth. And he goes, I want to show you this, this document, which was an actual contractual offer. Now, they had his name spelled wrong. Philip was spelled wrong. Minor is. Don't let the, de- the but, details. But I mean, just, just to, think about that. To peel Come back on. that yeah, layer, exactly. though, Bill. To peel right. back that layer. Mm-hmm. For him to show me that. Right. I'm telling you. Again, robots. We deal with robots. Mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer is a heck of a coach. We're not peeling back that layer with Mike Zimmer. Tom Thibodeau is a heck of a coach. Right. We'll never peel back that layer with Tom Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. That's what made Flip the best. Right. And, and, and like you said, think about the learning and the teaching, you know, because you're a member of the media. Ah, that never happened, or that never got that close, that never got that far down the line. Maybe he was showing you something to say, you know what, look at it differently. Don't always go with what you see or what you read, but you know, because people could say, oh, no, he was never close. Or what? You got to witness it, you got to see it. And, and like I said, he's uh, probably just wanted to show you and let you in on it. And like you said, that's, that's a very, you know, how many people saw that? Not many, you know, but it, maybe it was his way of, you know, teaching you or saying you know what and it was as yeah. you're a young guy and you're going through that. this you know yeah. what we can only give you so much and we can't give you a lot and a lot of people don't give you as much as he did which is fine whatever whatever makes it work for everybody but he gave a lot was, though i mean i i found yeah. myself going back mm-hmm. through old text messages i have a couple voicemails saved maybe mm-hmm. just to hear his voice yeah yeah mm-hmm. are you the same way yes. on your phone do you have some voicemails saved and yeah. text messages and all that as hard as it is you know you yeah exactly because we were never you know, I'm not a big picture. Hey, there's flipping on. You know, now I look back and say, what was I thinking, or what was I doing, or all these. You know, I got a few fishing ones and things like that, or whatever. But you know, you kind of look back, and I just, 
I just like being around people, and, and, and like I said, I, I don't ever, I don't want to disrupt him and say, hey, can I get a photo or can I get a picture? Or can I? But you know, it's that was flip. You know, he was like, he wasn't like, hey, how's your family doing? How's this? Hey, when's Tyson got his next football game? I'm like, oh, he's got. This was like six, probably six years ago. They made it to the one game at the Eden Prairie Dome, and then they got to play in the big field. Yeah. So Flip's like, I'm coming. And I'm like, oh, you're going to get mauled. Don't come. Right, so your son is how old at this time? So, so he's a sixth grader at this time. Okay. So um, two of my buddies are the coach, and they're, they're just like, uh, oh, Flip's coming, Flip's coming. Well, he can just come sit down, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So we're there, and um, they have this the, the six-year-old's like a, a 21-year-old, just you know, tight end. Just, just All of a sudden, Flip comes walking up to our coach and said, we got to do something about Gronk. Gronk <laughs> is killing us right now. And, and they're just like, well, Flip, what do you think? I mean, so they start talking strategy. Flip's like, you, you got to check. You got to get somebody bigger on there because he's just running free off the line. And I'm like, I said, yeah, guys, listen. What's a coach? Said, Always a coach, football, right? I, Forget he, the sport. Don't, don't, don't let him. I mean, he's an expert at everything. Just let him tell you what to do. <laughs> so they're just like, okay. All of a sudden, he's like, yeah, we're going to contain Gronk. We're going to see. He was just into it. And so right before half, there's a fumble. And just by luck, uh, my son goes and, 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 and falls on him. So, uh. Flip runs out, the sidelines right there. Flip runs out on the field, I'm like, yeah, you got it, way to go, Titan. He starts slapping him on the helmet or whatever, and I'm like, Flip, you're the one that's telling him, oh, you gotta be careful, football. You're gonna get a concussion. You're gonna get. I said, you just racked him up four times inside the head. I said, you're gonna give him. He's like, yeah, yeah good point. But he got the fumble. Did you see that? I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> and we lost the game. Camp comes back the next year in the championship game. Lost that one too. Our coaches just said, you know what, Flip, we love you. We'll come to Wolves games, but you need to stay out of this football You're world. Yeah, this, this football world is not for you. They just said, you got to roll. We'll see you at Wolves games. So he, he's just crying because, like you said, he would sit and talk to them. He wouldn't say, like, I don't have time. I mean, that's Flip. I mean, he'd sit there and talk to them and anybody that fans would. I mean, that's that's the way he was. He just would open up to a lot of people, and that's why he's beloved. And you know. Oh, man. When you think of October 25th of last year, what what comes to mind? Um, you know, I really haven't thought about, you know, uh, just going through that. And then um, he had passed. And then um, myself and Arnie Kander and um, Milt were at the hospital. And we were practicing at the time. So, you know, we were like, well, I wanted to get back there. Cause I wouldn't be there for KG because I just wanted to be there for him. That, that was important for me to to be there for him when, when they were going to tell the team or whatever. So um, just got back there, you know, and they told the team and dealt with it. And, you know, and then um, myself and Arnie went back to the hospital because we were big in the, Arnie was big in the closure and, you know, we had, been there for the entire journey we're gonna go there at the end you know sat in the room in the waiting room until they had them all prepared and ready to, to and that was our closure and that's you know kind of what we think about and that's that's you know flip see it see it all the way through to the end you know and that's the way we were that day i mean it was such an emotional roller coaster but be there for flip my fam you know be there for him be there for Kevin, be there for the team, go back there, you know, and then um, that's the way I looked at it, you know, and then in, in the funeral, I was, it was um, honored to, to, to have a reading. 
So I had a reading with Izzo. So uh, I was right before Coach Izzo, and um, Duke, I, I was good, I was fine, up, you know, in public I was fine, but get sat down in the, in the pew and it's 10 minutes before, I'm just, it, it just all came out then. I mean, it's just like, I'm like, because I'm behind, I, I just don't like doing things like that. So I was like, for Flip, be honored to read, absolutely. Gushing, just, I, I can't stop. It's just, it's, it's rolling through and you're just like, oh, how am I, how am I gonna? So my son comes up, rescues me, sits by me, dad, love, you know, gonna be okay, love you. Izzo comes, sits down, we start, and I'm like, oh, God, service started, Brian gives his, I lost it there, you know, and I'm just like, uh, how am I gonna get through this? What am I gonna do? Izzo, Bill, Bill, taps me on the leg, he goes, we're gonna be fine, he goes, we're gonna get through this, don't worry about it, and I'm like, Coach, I know, but it, 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 this is hard. I'm not used to do, you know, I'm just, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can do this. No, no, we're gonna be fine, we're gonna be fine. Because you go first and then, um, two minutes later, all of a sudden, <sighs> Coach, Coach, you're gonna be fine. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna do it together. You know, and then you just, you lean on people and you lean on your family and your support group and your friends. And I'm like, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna get through this, you know, and, and just, I mean, those guys, you know, they'll, they'll never know, the flip will never know the impact totally how we had on everybody's life and, 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 and for those lives and for how much they loved him and he loved them and all of his assistant coaches and all, all the people that worked for him. And, you know, we, years ago we went down, um, a lady that he supported all the way back from lacrosse, she had passed away. Flip, we all drove down there for the funeral some of his former players, and just to hear them talk and what he did for, for you didn't have a, a dime to your name. Did she worked for the team? Yeah, yeah, okay. so, so uh, the, the, well, no, she was a super fan, so Flip kind of okay. kept in touch with her and helped her out, and you know, she even got older, and you know, Debbie, his wife, would go down there a few times a year and, and bring her food and gifts, and just, they just take care of people. That's, 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 that, that was in their nature, that's what they do. But to hear the players say, you know, you let so-and-so live with you when you're in a, you know, one or two bedroom townhouse and you had kids, but you, you know, that's just who he was. Whatever he could do to help, he'd do that. I mean, that's, that, that's just the way Flip was and his, and his family is like that too. And, and that's, that's so awesome that that's, that's his legacy. His wife is a saint. I mean, she literally helped and did so much for everybody and took care of the family and, you know, just, just one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And, and, like I said, it, it just, that, that bond and that time that we had in difficult times just made everything stronger for, you know, for us. And it's just, like I said, it's just, it's just hard to talk about. But yeah, yeah, just haven't really thought too much about it. I know it's coming up here and, and, and that's why you wanted to talk, but yeah. We could sit here and talk for, for hours, Bill, but I'll let you go after this. On, on Debbie, how often do you talk to Debbie, text with Debbie? How, how is Debbie doing and, and Ryan and the kids? I mean. Are you still maintaining pretty regular dialogue with, with the Saunders family? Debbie brings up a good, you know, Ryan, Debbie, myself, we went through that period with Flip, you know, and we saw some, you know, it just, you know, it, it, and, and she's right, it puts us back into, when we're together, it puts us back in a place to where it's tough. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. But you pray, you have your faith, you, 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 you put, one foot forward, but yeah, it's 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 hard because it, it brings back the emotions I, I have now that you know sometimes it's easier just to suppress them and then 
I always try to think of the good times and, uh, and the, you know, even the bad times. I mean, there's some of my, my favorite moments. Just flip, Were there just bad see, times? Oh, absolutely. Just what, some arguments, some disagreements? Oh, dude, you, you got, you, Hap, why don't you come over? I just got fired. Okay. You know, see how he handled that and to see how, that's all right, another door's going to open, you know, it, it stinks, but I'm, and then just see how hard he would work at, okay, I'm going to adjust this or I'm going to get my playbooks out and I'm just like, Oh my God, look at all these playbooks. I mean, just, I'm going to organize this. I'm going to get, you know, just how, how is he going to make it, not feel sorry for himself. He's just get right back up and fight. That's, that's what he did, you know? So it's just like, you know, we got a few of those phone calls. And, and just, you're just there for support. And, and you're just, next thing you know, you're laughing, you're joking, you're having a good time. You're like, I'm going to be fine. You're going to do that. So it could be worse. You could be unemployed in the CBA or not had this opportunity or these chances. Or, you know, I mean, just his outlook on that. I mean, it, it helps in life to go through like that and be around positive people. And somebody, when you're dealing with, I loved it. I love going through adversity because, you know what? What are we made of? What do we, you know, I see what my people are like and what my, I want my family to be like. I'm going to sit here and cry. I mean, you can get, and, and that's the way Flip was. He's like, okay, here's how we're going to do it. Here's how we're going to attack it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And always landed on his feet and kept going. And that's, and that's how he was leaving his legacy. And that's how he was doing it. And it's, it's, I just admire people that are like that, you know, you just keep, keep fighting. That's all you can do. And that's kind of how we're dealing with this. So I lied. Is, is his legacy still living on at Target Center? Whether you just, you see Ryan on Tibbs' staff, Heck, just look at Mayo Clinic Square. Look at Carl Anthony Towns, Absolutely. Andrew Wiggins, right? I mean, mm -hmm. this is the team that, that, for the most part, he put together. Is Absolutely. At least when it comes to on the court and the professional side, do you see Flip's legacy playing out at Target Center? Absolutely. And whether Ryan's there or, you know, whatever the case may be, you, you can't take away the history. You can't take away being a part of that. You can't take away... You know, even from the mid-90s on until he was the, gone the first time and then when he came back and how in, integral he was in building that facility and everything else. And, and they're going to do a good job. But they're not just going to kick. That, that, that's what I respect about that is they're not just going to kick him to the curb. And, you know, they were very respectful when, when, when he was, you know, because like you said, I, I felt you put in a tough spot then, you know, it was right at the start of the year. And, you know, everybody was really respectful. And, and Mr. Taylor made it made it possible for that to, you know, happen. And, and people to still, you know, not like not talk about him or not, you know, hey, you can't mention Flip's name in the building anymore. You know, it, I, I absolutely see you, you can't take it away. I mean, yeah, a lot of people can say, OK, well, this is this is because of what how we developed him. That's fine. That's, that, that's perfect. I said, I. I hope that continues, but yeah, it, it'll absolutely. I mean, do you get that sense? I, I, I kind of get that sense that it's still, and, and like you said, we don't need people that know, and the people in the community and the people that are Wolves fans, they know oh, they it's know. all public. You know, they know what absolutely. They, they know, know how much effort he put. There was interviews yes. and there was, you know, like groundbreaking and the press conferences, and you could see what he did and the, how he drafted and didn't Boz and Gorgie. And, you know, I just, that, that's going to that's gonna live on as it did with, Coach Musselman and everybody. I mean, everybody's got a, a hand in this, and that's the way that's the way I look at it. Because, you know, you want to remember the positives, and whether it gets pointed out or people talk about it, or people need to know. They they, they know who's who's involved. You know, and, and like you said, he wouldn't be standing up here asking for credit or saying, "Hey, look at me." Or you know, like I said, Flip was confident, but he wasn't like, "Hey, it, it's Not always got to be." You know, yeah, I mean, no way. I got really good assistants. I got good people around mm -hmm. me. I got a good team. You know, and he listened to them, right? Well, absolutely. He had to, he had to be convinced on Carl Anthony Towns. 
Well, you know this, unless he was lying to me, but a number no. of times he told me, Jalil Okafor, that's my guy. You know, going back, you know, that college basketball season, so December, January, February, Okafor, my guy. He may have been throwing Best you off the prospect. scent. He might have been throwing you off the scent a little bit there. Maybe, Maybe but on that he, one, he might have He been did in. like Jalil Okafor, though. I'm mm -hmm. convinced of that. Mm -hmm. But he listened to his people he around him. Yes, he did. And then, yeah, then you see Carl Anthony Towns in that individual workout. He saw him, I know, in person at least once, if not multiple times, you mm -hmm. know, in Kentucky. But, yeah, the, the workout and all that. So he came around, no doubt. Yep. But he was open-minded to listen to Milt or to Babcock or to somebody else. Mm -hmm. When you know this in this business, there are guys running front offices. Yeah, they have their support staff, but do they really utilize their support staff? Right. Flip did. He mm -hmm. listened to them. There that, could be actual yeah. byplay. Not only did he listen, he, he took it in. And if he didn't disagree with you, I mean, there'd be times where he, but he, but he, he wouldn't say, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, he would just, he, he'd take it all in. And then there was times where he'd circle back and say, hey, good job on this. You know, he was very good at then following up, not just saying, hey, look at me, look at I got, you know. He'd always give people credit and, and went out of his way to give people credit. No, he liked credit too. You know, we all yeah. do, you know, but he, who doesn't? He just, human he, nature. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just who he was. He, 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 he liked to rise and have other people rise with him. That's, that's the way he handled everything. So it was, uh, it was tough. It's safe to say there will never be another Flip Saunders, the ultimate people person. Heck, who else? as an NBA head coach, shows up at PA's house with pizza and wine to sit back and, on Tuesday nights, watch League Pass. This would have been in the mid-'90s at PA's old house in Bloomington. He'd come over and hang out with us. Just, I'm telling you, the ultimate people person. Thank you to Bill Honecker for cutting open a vein. I can't stress enough how close Bill and Flip were. Outside of Flip's immediate family, he was as close to Bill as anybody on this planet. So thank you to Bill Honecker for telling a bunch of really good stories.